0: Hello, welcome, and would you look at this mess? I'm your host, Kate, and the purpose of this podcast is to trace, explore, and celebrate the unconventionality that lives within all of us. Hey, welcome back, and if this is your first time here, then welcome, come on in. I'm so glad that you're here. So it's hard to stay away from COVID conversations because so much of our lives right now revolve around this virus. So having said that, what I want to discuss today is how I am adapting my fitness and training regime to the home Um I had to do this back in March when everything closed down initially. And I surprised myself in a lot of ways because for a long time, years and years, ever since I've been doing any kind of training, I've always told myself that home workouts weren't for me. I couldn't do it. I'm not motivated enough at home. I'm distracted. I don't have the right equipment etc etc all excuses for why I couldn't do workouts at home and of course I have to also mention that I was very privileged for a long time that I was a student and so the cost of my fitness uh, center was built into the cost of my education so I wasn't paying a monthly fee to attend a gym and that to me is important because you know, there is a lot of conversation about getting proper exercise and stuff. And there's sometimes this, this emphasis on being in a gym space to do it, but that's a pretty privileged, um, experience to have. And so I think it's important to continue talking about how we can do, get effective exercise in from home because there are ways to do this. I personally hadn't really ever tried, um, or put a real effort into it previously and so now I was forced to do it and like I said I kind of surprised myself with how capable I was of actually doing it and now again so I did uh, go back to the gym um, sometime I think in August I started going back and it was good Um, I felt comfortable and safe overall most people that were there when I started going were wearing masks they're staying away from each other that sort of thing but as I kept going less people or fewer people were wearing masks each time and I started to feel a little less uncomfortable or less comfortable and now we've just had an incident at a spin studio very close to where we live um, with a pretty significant transmission event. So um, I'm starting to feel like, or no, I've decided now that it simply is not worth the risk um, to go to a gym at this point. So I'm going to be readapting to at-home workouts. And so I want to talk a little bit about what I've been doing to to achieve that and to actually reach some of my fitness goals from home. So the very first thing that I did when things shut down was start going for daily walks. And I did this mostly out of a ne- out of a necessity for getting out of the house it was the only opportunity that i had each day to have a little bit of time out of the house without my kids <laughs> we would so i mean cuz the, the kids and i would go for walks at some points during the day but they were still around and it would be a bit stressful at times because kids be kids so um i would go for a long walk every night uh, around their bedtime with the dog and that has made, been something I've maintained throughout this whole time. I think the month of September I, I took a little a few nights here and there where I didn't do it because I sort of over myself and it was a transition month with Emily going back to school and stuff so I let it go a little bit that month but this month I've been picking it back up again and, and making sure that I'm getting out every single night for a walk and because i really i really do think that um walking walking for 30 to 60 minutes a day is one of the best things that you can do for your health um it's just it's so beneficial and the thing is it's so easy to do now okay i don't want to be ableist here and say it's easy for everyone to do and that it's perfectly accessible because like all things it's just not and i get that. So if you're not someone who is able to walk, i understand. And um i i'm not trying to shame you in any way for not doing this, but for the average person who is able to get outside and go for a walk every day, this is something that i think you should do. Um, and we should be prioritizing, again, even just 30 minutes a day of getting out for a walk um, to get the blood flowing, to get your heart going a little, bit, a little bit faster, and to clear your head a little bit too. It can be really good for, for mental clarity. So that was the first thing that I started doing. And highly, highly recommend picking up daily walking if you haven't already, although I gather a lot of people have because this has been a... Um, sort of a clutch uh, activity for a lot of people. So that's number one. The second thing I, I started doing, which is, you know, also pretty obvious, but <laughs> interestingly, I never, I this is one of those things also that I told myself I, I just wasn't good at, I didn't enjoy it, I wasn't going to do it, and that is running outside. I used to always run and train on treadmills and you know treadmills have their place I do like them because you have a certain certain level of control over the the um elements that you're working with so you can you know you can do your incline you can do sprints pretty easily but what I've learned is that you can do those things outside too um and then of course you get the benefit of fresh air and um a little bit less control over elements which is also kind of nice in its own way and um you get some scenery too scenery is nice I, I discovered a couple of neighborhoods um through doing running mapping out running and walking and stuff every day so that was a good one and i, I you know i know not everybody can run too so that's something that i i try to keep in mind that again It's a, it's an ability, um, centered thing. And also, of course, I get in shit from my mom because it's her firm belief that running is inherently bad for you and that it will ruin your knees if you do it. And my view on this is that running is not inherently bad for you, but it is bad for you if you do it improperly and contrary to popular belief I don't think running is as innate to us as we think that it is. And it does require some training and some, um, some practice and even training certain parts of your body to become stronger, to become a better runner. So you want to have a strong core. You want to be working on ankle stability, those kinds of things as accessories to running. Um, otherwise, yeah, you, you can very seriously injure yourself through running. So those are, um, That you know, that's my view on that problem. I also found that running long distances um, is one of the most, like I don't know, just it's one of those. It's an activity that gives me one of the best highs and endorphin rushes of anything that I do. And I do lots of different types of training. I try all kinds of different types of training. I've done the cycling thing, um, like the spin classes and I ride my bike outside and, um, I do lots of stretch and yoga type things and dance and, um, strength training and all that stuff. And long, specifically long distance running has been one of the few things that, that I just get such a high and I feel so good after doing. So I really do love it for that reason. But of course, again, it's good for your health, um, for cardiovascular health and that sort of thing and weight maintenance if that's what you're into. So that's something that if you're able to, I would definitely recommend. Um, at the very least learning a little bit, doing some reading about what Proper running technique looks like, and what accessory muscles you should be uh, focusing on to improve your running ability and your pace and your time and all of that stuff. That's actually sorry. One last thing about running. That's one thing that I really love about it is that it's something that you can improve upon really quickly. So once you start running, you get good at it quickly if you keep doing it consistently. So it's nice because. You can see consistent improvement quickly, and that's a good motivator to keep going and to say, oh, okay, I'm, I'm doing this. And and if you have, even if you have just like a smartphone with something that tracks your activity, but I have a, a smart watch, so I track it through there and being able to look at all my stats and see how I'm doing and stuff, it's really motivating to to keep me going and to keep coming back and get better and better. So that's running. Um, the other stuff that I've been doing is strength training from home, and this is a big one for me. I am a huge advocate for strength training. I've learned that uh, as a woman, especially or female, um, I am I'm going to be prone to muscle loss as I age. You lose a certain percentage of your muscle each year for each each as you get older. And so one of the best things that we can do to help mitigate this problem, because that's part of what leads to like osteoporosis and things like that, Um, those degenerative health problems that we see a lot of females suffering from an older age, one of the best ways that you can combat that problem is to build strong, dense muscle uh, uh, throughout your life, but of course having a strong foundation to start with when you're younger. Um, so that's loss is not so significant as you age, but continuing to, to maintain and even build muscle as you age as well. Um, so that's, uh, something that I really try to do regularly. And, um, so when I started adapting from home, I did get a little bit of equipment at the time. I started before I bought anything new. I I had five pound dumbbells and I had a 15 pound kettlebell and, Some bands, but then I added a 25 pound kettlebell, 12 pound dumbbells, and a homemade, very homemade, um, squatting. I'm gonna say squat bar, but it's not a bar. Um, I filled a duffel bag with a bunch of old textbooks, and now, who says that saving your old textbooks isn't worth it? Okay, look who's laughing now. So I have a whole bunch of old textbooks from university. So I piled a bunch of them into a duffel bag and I put it on my back to do squats or I hold it up front to do front squats. I use it to do deadlifts um, and back rows, all kinds of different things. You could do it for overhead press um, as well. So it's been a really, really good, useful tool for me. And that's something that I, I, I don't know, I just love that this was something that I came up with and I came up with it really quickly I was like oh I can pile these in here and and I'm good and yeah so it was it made for a pretty seamless transition now mind you it's not the heaviest thing ever which is good and bad um it's good because I don't have a squat rack or anything I don't have a, a place to like mount it onto my back from. So I have to lift it off the ground and then sort of shimmy it onto my back. So if it were a lot heavier, I don't think I'd be able to do that physically. Um, But it's also not great because obviously, especially when it comes to lower body stuff, the more you can continue to build the weight over time, uh, the stronger you'll get. But that's not necessarily the only way to get stronger. Um, Another way that you can There are, sorry, two other very simple ways that you can continue to get stronger with the same amount of weight is to, uh, one, increase your rep range. So you just do more reps until you are totally done. Um, and also you can do tempoing. So you, you go like normally, I think I do two seconds down, two seconds up for a squat. So I go one, two down, one, two up. That's the full motion. Um, oh, and then another one second at the top, but you could do three seconds down, two seconds up and one at the top. You could do, uh, four seconds down, or you could go halfway down and then pulse for four pulses at halfway down or all the way down and go halfway up. There's different things that you can do that are going to create a challenging, um, workout or challenging, uh, exercise for you without having to, um, increase your weight necessarily. The other thing that I've done that, um, f- kind of falls into this same category of not having to increase weight is just to choose exercises that I normally wouldn't do. Things that I'm not typically training, um, and things that I'm typically poor at. So this includes stuff like, uh, pistol squats and side lunges, and, uh, and, oh, what's the, uh, shit, what's that one, squat, split squats, um, and push-ups even, like, I'm just, pff, I've never really been very good at push-ups, so picking things like that, where doing them just from body weight is challenging enough in itself. So I don't really need to add any weight to those. I can when I'm ready, but I don't have to add a lot even. So like for split squats, I'll do them body weight and then I'll add just like one 12 pound dumbbell. And then when that gets a little easier, then I add another 12, so I do two 12 pound dumbbells. But again, you can you can do it at body weight and do your pulses or whatever. So there's a lot of variety that you can, you can implement Without having to have a full gym access, um, to uh, to to get the results that you want, and I might post at some point a little comparative um, thing that I put up on my fitness Instagram account. By the way, you can follow me on that account. It's called uh, Fit Ninja Kate F I T N I N J A K A I T on Instagram, um, and I post. Somewhat regularly over there about stuff that I'm doing fitness-wise, but um, yeah, I might I might post on the blog with this episode about uh, my results that I I obtained within about six weeks of doing a home workouts because I did surprise myself at how well I did um, just from doing these kinds of workouts. The last thing that I've really focused on doing is um, stretching and just like a nightly wind down routine. So this started because I wanted to learn how to do the splits. And (laughs) I will tell you, oh man, first of all, I got, I have very tight hips. And so doing any kind of splits, whether it's like front splits or side splits, I just, I, I can't, I never have. So I thought, well, that's something that I can work towards doing. And I've gotten like a little better at it since I started trying, but I definitely go through phases where like my legs just hurt too much and I, I can't do it. Um, and I just, yeah, I've hit a bit of a plateau, but that's okay. I keep pushing and I keep trying, but that's where that started. I was like, okay, I'm going to do a daily practice of doing some stretches. And I fortunately have a friend who, um, is a gymnast. So she, so her and I got on zoom one night and she took me through a bunch of stretches that I can do to help improve this skill. So I started doing those and then I started doing some other stretches and just some deep breathing. And then I also, so then I would start to, I started to flip flop between doing the leg stretches, the split stretches and the, um, or and some core work as well. And sometimes I'll do both, but it's usually 15, 20 minutes worth of stretching and, um, core stuff and the core stuff is really deep inner core light, like light, um, uh,
1: exertion, I
0: guess. So I'm not like getting into a deep or into a, a, a intense workout, you know, at 10 o'clock at night. <laughs> so I'm doing things like planks with knee taps. I'm doing side planks, um, doing single ledge, like bridges, that sort of thing, just at, like eight or so, reps for two to three sets. And so it's low impact. It's very calm. I sometimes will put on uh, as not, it's not a song. It's, you know, like those ocean sounds like whoosh. <laughs> it's just something that I do to help calm my mind and my body and relax and prepare to go to sleep. So that's another thing that I do as just a daily practice or I try to do it daily um, to get a little bit of extra activity into my day and to keep my body limber and healthy. And so all of these things work together to um, keep my body in the best shape that I can be in. And, you know, I'm not perfect. I don't, I don't actually do these things every single day. I'm not aiming for perfection, but I'm aiming to make these S- sensible, r- regular habits that I can take with me throughout my life because that's one of the silver linings of all of the things that are going on right now. Is that I have an opportunity to generate and create some better habits for myself because I'm f- not focused on a million and one different things. I have very little going on right now. So I can focus more on myself and prioritize my own health. And Um, So these are things that I've started to do where I'm like, okay, it's going to be a priority for me to keep doing these things as time goes on. And hopefully that's, that's what ends up happening. We'll see. You know, you can't predict life at all. So once this is all over, hopefully they'll still be habits of mine, but maybe I'll, I mean, I'll obviously amend them as I go and, and make changes and stuff. But these are the things that I'm doing right now to help keep me, keep me motivated, um, keep me mentally strong because that's a big part of surviving this stuff right now is, is being mentally, uh, fit. And for me, exercise And, and a variety of activity daily is what keeps me in my best mental condition, um, that and eating a well-rounded diet, not eating like an asshole, which I used to do when I was younger. And, you know, at, at some point I'll also, um, put together an episode talking specifically about mental illness and mental health stuff, because I've definitely experienced some of that stuff and I have some strategies for dealing with that, but this is one of the the biggest strategies that I've implemented into my life for years is consistently getting exercise um, to get those endorphins boost in through your system and keep you, it helps me again, keep some mental clarity. And uh, yeah, so it's been, it's been interesting. And So now I got to, I got to recalibrate and get back into doing the workouts from home. And I mean, the thing is like when I started doing them from home, I also really did not have anything. Well, okay. I had thesis stuff I was doing, but that was already part of what I was doing. So I suddenly didn't have a job to go to every day and I didn't have school drop off to do every day. So our day was extremely simplified um, so I had thesis stuff to work on, but there was nothing else that I was doing at the time, and so it was it was easier for me to just get into it because I didn't have anything to do. And now, like, I've taken on some committee work with, uh, with my job. I've taken on some committee and council work with Emily's school again. Um, I've taken on building this podcast and some other things, projects that I have going. So I do have more on my plate now than I did in the spring. So it's been a little bit more challenging to get back into my training. Um, but you know, again, I'm not trying to be perfect. I'm just trying to do what is best for my health and not overwhelm myself, (laughs) which, which I do pretty easily. So anyway, I think, I think that's, that's it. I don't really have anything else to say about this right now, but I, I really want to encourage you to get out and do something. If you're not, I hope that you are. And, you know, this is a really good time to start building some habits that you can hopefully take with you throughout your life, to start laying the foundation for being healthier as you age, because that's always been an important factor for me, but even more so now. So yeah, let's make health a priority. And this is one of the ways that you can do it is by getting regular exercise. But like I said, you know, even a daily walk, 30, 60 minutes, couple kilometers, get your heart rate up a little bit. This is something that will be very, very good for your health going forward. And is something that I think for the average person who is able is a manageable thing to do and something that you can continue to do even after all of this is over. So I hope that you are well. I hope that you continue to be well and i want to thank you for joining me today if you have anything you want to add to this conversation please by all means contact me and let's talk about it you can contact me through email at archykate that's a r c h y k a i t at gmail.com or you can email or you can you can message on instagram at look at this mess pod or through my contact service on my website at, at misspod.wordpress.com. and if I can ask you once again to do me a favor and if you have any commentary that you want to let me know about this podcast please leave it in the review section of the platform that you are listening from this will help alert me not only to things that you like one be things we don't like but it also will let other listeners know that the podcast is out there and that it might be something that they want to listen to too so thank you again for being here i'm so grateful to have you and i will see you in the next one